Welcome everybody to the first episode of the Adventure is a Mindset podcast brought to you by Mad Dog Adventures. Um, due to the, all of our events being binned off thanks to the current coronavirus, we thought it was about time that we entered the podcasting world and best way to start was to introduce you to ourselves, the three good friends behind the brand, what we're all about, what this podcast will be about going forwards um, and have a bit of a laugh. And it's a good excuse to see my three best friends on a, on a Zoom call that I haven't seen. Unfortunately. <laughs> How is lockdown treating you? Um, so I'm Mark and we've got... Mike. The... Hey, Chris. So how's lockdown treating you, boys? Getting paid for seeing at home. It's not too bad, is it? <laughs> no, there's, there's worse things to be stuck doing, I suppose. That's just a shame you have to be stuck indoors. Mike's got a newborn, though, so that means stuck in with dirty nappies and no sleep. There is that. Yeah. There is that. Yeah. Mike's caning the company coffee supplies, I'm, I'm sure. There isn't much left. <laughs> Meanwhile, I still have to go work. I'm really disappointed that this apocalypse has no zombies and I still have to pay my mortgage. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. You need the, for the financial world to just cease to exist and zombies can walk. I've all... been lied to by all of my favourite movies. That's yeah, all I can exactly. say. All right. So, so all stuck um, indoors with chest infections instead. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Chest infections. Yeah, do we have to come down and put you down? Anyway, so um, I thought maybe we'd start off with uh, explaining where did the idea for Mad Dog Adventures come from? You know, what was the sort of power behind it? Or sounds good to me. Um, well, that's to you two, really, because originally that wasn't nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Mike backing out. Look, yeah, yeah that's... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> leave that. Leave that to us then. Um, Cool. So, yeah, where did the idea come from? Um, well, I guess it all started in um, in the middle of Nepal, I guess, Mark, right? Yeah, about, I'm thinking, it was about two days short of Everest Space Camp. Yeah, yeah it was um, kind of a, a mid-afternoon, end of day in a tent, really, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, if I remember rightly as well, that was my one little run-in with sort of uh, sunstroke sun or heat illness or whatever. I remember being so hot, so we could probably blame this crazy idea on um, me and me being mental and addled by the sun. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was getting our heads down at what three o'clock in the afternoon, as we do out there, um, and kind of um, kind of thinking back on the la the previous few days, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, great adventure and sort of, and also if I remember correctly, you and me were discussing the future and sort of uh, being boring and growing up and getting engaged and married and families and all that sort of jazz because we just turned thirty, hadn't we? And, That's right. Um, yeah, it was uh, the big thirty trip. Yeah, I always sort of tell people Mad Dog Adventures pretty much started so that we could can we'd have a, a grown up excuse to carry on misbehaving, <laughs> up to no good, and and doing adventures. Which, let's face it, you'll both agree, this is the first time we've had a business meeting without beer and steak. You know, um, Mike seems like he's sat in an aquarium, or his spare room with lots of junk in it. I'm sat in my spare room. Chris has got his homeschooling timetable. There's no beer, there's no steak. This is a, not a good Mad Dog Adventures business meeting. But no. I, I am very proud that you've actually managed to get onto a computer, Mark. That's, right. That's probably the... <laughs> Listen, right, I'm fine in the outdoors. <laughs> yeah, highly skilled in the outdoors. Tech, not so much. That's not what so much. <laughs> but no, it's like I think the whole the whole idea of us getting out there, um, kind of 
sorting out the trip off our own back um, kind of gave us the realization that we could actually do it on our own. And um, oh, why not? Why not share it with others? I think was the final yeah, thought yeah. of the. If you can organize a trip to the basically what is essentially a third world country and not die, you've done a pretty good job at the end of the day. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Well, you didn't yeah, die. Yeah. I mean, there was an indigenous form of life that almost died due to one of your um, companions, but, you know. <laughs> the less said about be the donkey killer, the better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get him on as a guest on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, right. Clear, no animals were purposely hurt by the mad adventures of his base camp trip. A colleague of ours got out of you'd sick and was probably a little bit too heavy to ride that donkey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in his evacuation. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Right. I think, and, and Chris, it, it was that sort of, everybody else we knew that had been to every space camp had paid you know, 1500 two grand for for a trekking company, and we just bought the flights, got the permit, got a map, and went and did it. And it was that sort of... I hope for the best, um, didn't we? Yeah, and I was already st studying from a ML, um, a mountain leader qualification, and it was that sort of, do you know what? We should do more of this. It was, it was the confidence boost that sort of pushed the idea along, wasn't it? It was. It was like we, we didn't know what we were heading into, really. So every day was bloody different, and it was kind of um, went on went on from that, really, didn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. So, so yeah, so going on for that, what, what does it what does it mean to everyone, I suppose, it's, at the end of the day? It's, well, it's sharing those experiences with other people, isn't it? Having that, especially for me, having that excuse to go in the woods and sort of show people what they can and can't, well, what they can achieve just with a quick weekend's to, to tuition and setting people up for what they sort of go out and do on their own, you know. Not everyone's lucky enough to have sort of the practical skills or the get up and go, go out and do it off their own back. So having been able to just sort of share little bits and pieces with people. Yeah. I'd be up the mountains, in the woods, but the, in a canoe, whatever. I mean, you guys have got the kind of the, the luck on your side of where, where you live, really. I mean, obviously, yeah. I've got lots of flats yeah. outside my window and little else. And obviously... I think what we wanted to do was we wanted to bring people from kind of areas where like, the outdoors isn't right yeah, on yeah. the doorstep to something, realising they can actually actually do something else. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think you're the London connection, Chris, aren't you? And I think it's mm. really easy for people living in London to forget that you've got this great outdoors within our own country. And then, you know, the title of the podcast now, motto, Adventure as a Mindset, is come about because we've always... So, so many people think an adventure has to be like our Everest trip, like a flight and a distant, faraway land. And they forget that actually the UK is stunning. And something Mike said, you know, I, I've, we started out more as a guiding company, but I think more and more we've become a, a training company. And I far more, I really get more out of the instruction and yeah, uh, yeah. courses. And what Mike said, like showing people with, what they are capable of with just a few key skill sets that actually they go from someone that goes, Oh, I'll have to pay a guide or I'll have to get a trekking company or company to do this to actually, well, no, I've got enough confidence. I can go out and go wild camping on my own. I can walk the long distance path. Um, yeah, it doesn't take, take a lot of, um, a lot of instruction really. You think, you think it's harder than it actually is. It's just getting the confidence yeah. to actually get out there and get on with it. And I think um, I was teaching, you know, 
about two months ago now when I was teaching that bespoke survival course, I was having a conversation with some of the clients on that and, and they, they loved it. And we all agreed that if you went back, say 40 or 50 years, some of the skills we're teaching on our basic survival course wouldn't have been, the course wouldn't have been as enjoyable for people a couple of generations ago because those skills were still sort of more yeah. mainstream. Yeah. Like navigation and, you know, navigating without your smartphone and a GPS and um, yeah. starting a fire. And you've got a whole yeah. generation of people now that look at you like, you know, like it's magic because you've just started yeah. a fire with a fire still. Um, um, but yeah, and it's great to get those skills sort of back out and show people you don't need a ton of money or even a ton of time to have no. them. I mean, we started oh, off, we focused on on kind of the mountain side of it, didn't we? Then we kind of realised that actually it's there's other things that people are looking for obviously and we brought kind of other things into the into the loop and it, it's kind of helped us a lot really hasn't it yeah, definitely i mean let's face it i'm like you chris i'm a london boy and, and the army sort of gave me my love of the mountains and then whether you liked it or not i dragged you up the mountains uh to keep me company <laughs> and yeah unfortunately yeah then, it, that know, was a that was a horrible memory being Dragged up Penny Fan, first time ever up a mountain. Obviously, it's not not the biggest. Um, well, that's but not where you're, when you want to do <laughs> exercises, getting up and down off the sofa, having a trip to the fridge when you're like 15, 16, it's like a bit of a wake up call. Um, but obviously, it's it's did some good really because it's come to where it is now. Yeah, hundred percent. And and then you know, um, Mike. You know, obviously, I'm the I'm a little bit more sort of mountain biased and, and same with you, Chris. And then Mike's the sort of resident bushcraft and hairy weirdy woodsman. Weirdy bushcraft. Weirdy, I wouldn't have gone weirdy beardy, but you know, since you're there. Um, that was, like, come on, mate. That, you coined that phrase when you described me to your daughter <laughs> and also what you described me to, to my children. <laughs> Yeah, was the weirdy beardy dad, or on the <laughs> pool outdoors bear grills dad, depending on if it's a boy or a girl. I don't think that's an insult. That's all right. But um, well, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't, I'm happy being the weirdy beardy one. People leave you alone then. But it's, <laughs> the company has become sort of a little bit of a a mixture. Um, and you know, do you know what? I'm I'm really proud of where we've come with it. I, I get to we're a veteran-owned business, which is that's really important to me um yeah. Yeah. we're small you know i would say you know if i'm not telling people we're veteran owned business then i'm normally telling people we're a family business because you two are, are like brothers to me yeah and you know we, we want to rope our children in and and it's family business in the way that you know we've had father and son and uh, yeah. mother and daughter come on courses and it you know we want to make everything a little bit sort of family orientated or family friendly yeah Definitely. Our business meetings usually aren't family friendly. But. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that's the whole point of a business meeting. We get to be without the family for a afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> or, or those staff development trips. Yes, yeah. Continuous really professional like, development trips. Yes, I really like a continu continual professional development trip. I can't even get yeah. it out. Right. Yeah. Especially when you end up drinking uh, a bottle of port in a teepee. Between yeah. <laughs> three of us. <laughs> and breakfast at the Bluebird. Yes. Oh, that, that's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast. If anybody's listened, hasn't had the breakfast, the full English breakfast at uh, the Bluebird Cafe in Coniston, 
you're missing out. We're, we're driving yeah. like seven yeah. hours to Coniston just for that. Basically, okay. yeah. <laughs> I guess that brings so, on to the kind of the best best adventure you've had, really. Jeez, that's, that's uh, to, to nail it down to a single one. That, that's difficult. I Without mean, getting stuck in the Lake District in the middle of a storm and nearly getting swept away, I probably put that, that. That was good shit. That was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I must admit. The one weekend we took my Mondeo estate, which is like the sport biased one, rather than Mark's 4x4, probably was a bad idea. Um, yeah. As the water was over the roads, and I'm pretty sure my car floated at one point. Um. <laughs> when they were sandbagging the pubs in the hotel, it was a marker that we probably should go home. <laughs> yeah, and we were walking down the mountain, hopefully looking for somewhere to set up a tent, which was, nah, that won't happen. That. that was a long way in the end, wasn't it? That's think, a good thing, though. You kind of made... 24 hour day and you had nearly a 24 hour day. I mean... Yeah, because I left at, like, four in the morning to pick you up. We drove to fucking... Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that on the podcast, should I? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say about being family-friendly? Yeah, I know. I forgot about that. Right, we'll bleed that out in editing. Yeah, bleed that out. Mike's um, a naughty boy. Yeah, I ended up driving to Mark, which was about an hour. Then we drove to the Lake District, which was seven. Um, spent... What five hours? Five hours. Did he get washed away? Then finding out that there was absolutely nowhere to stay. There were no hotels and spaces. There were no campsites that weren't underwater. Um, so then we decided, oh well, we'll just drive back. So yeah, another seven-hour drive back, and then I got home eight hours later. I suppose it goes to show that <laughs> things don't have to go right to have a good adventure, really, though, does it? No, think, yeah, it, was, it was a great trip. I think. Yeah. My best. Or adventures so far, I, I would struggle. I think between Nepal, because I dreamt of Everest Base Camp, I'd always say by the time I'm 30, I want to go and, and at least see Everest. And, Definitely. and I still remember that bit just above Namch. So the day we were coming out of Namch Bazaar, we walked around the corner, and there's this photograph I used to see in all the Lonely Planet books where you got Amma de Blam on the right, uh, Lopes, you know, uh, Nipsey and, and Everest, and it's amazing view. And I remember as I come round and that photograph in my mind became reality I remember falling on the floor uh, literally sort of sat down on my ass and was just gobsmacked and he was, he was a little chunky then, back then oh cheeky I wasn't chunky I was quite slim line back then actually 2009 I'm chunky now um, but you know so many great memories from that that and the fact that me and my best friend out of the four of us were the two that made it to base camp um, yeah, I, would, I, I would put Nepal up there um, I have a vivid mental image, Chris, of us walking back from base camp and mm. looking up as we heard it, and there was a, an eagle sort of That's circling right. above it. So you've got Everest on the horizon and this beautiful big bird of prey, and it takes a lot to beat that. I think, I think you know, yeah, and that's a formative adventure. You know, I'd had adventures before that. We'd been running around the mountains, mainly with a Bergen on my back, and yeah, we've done some stupid you know, things, and but, yeah. mountains that... were more. I think like the fact that we, we did that off our own back as well. Um, and obviously it was a charity thing that we did it for at the time, wasn't it? We did it for Help Heroes as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, we raised a total £9,000 £9, for Help we, Heroes. Yeah, we raised back in... Because that was back when Help Heroes had just started as well, wasn't it? So it was yeah. an unknown it charity. Was it was none of this sort of, oh, you know... Uh, two and a half grand goes towards the trip. We actually yeah. paid for the trip ourselves, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Us booked it all out right, and every single penny of that nine grand went to the charity. <laughs> went to charity, <laughs> I know. 
at the and time, then, like I said, brand new charity as well, weren't they, at the time? So it wasn't like people yeah. knew who they were, and so and for us you, to get what we did. It came full circle because, you know, fast forward sort of, um, what, five years on from that, and when I started to suffer with PTSD, Helped Heroes were one of the charities that helped me. So Definitely, yeah. sort of, yeah, it sort of come full circle, which is, it's a nice angle, you know. The title of the podcast, obviously, is Adventure is a Mindset, which I don't even remember how we come up with that. That just seemed to well, sort of come out one day and stuck, didn't it? Yeah, I think it was to do with the fact that um, of how we look at what we teach people, basically, and that's the fact that uh, everything can be viewed as an adventure. Yeah, I think I you mean, think you covered it a little bit earlier. It's sort of like, um, doesn't, doesn't matter where you yeah. are, it's like you kind of, people assume that adventure means getting out far from where you live and exactly. spending loads of money when well, it doesn't it can literally be going for a walk down the beach or just getting go, people to understand the dog for a walk down the park definitely yeah, getting people I, to understand that and it's um i it think kind of so helps. many people you know i can't remember how we sort of coined it and it just sort of stuck and it seemed to resonate well with people and obviously it's become our sort of motto hasn't it but so many people it's, it's almost like they're they're happy to find an excuse, aren't they? Oh, I can't have an adventure because I'm busy or I work too much or I've not got enough time or I'm a single parent or I don't have enough money or I can't travel or whatever. And, and actually, if you change your mindset about what an adventure is, it's not about how much it costs and how far you've gone and how much yeah. adrenaline. You know, it doesn't have to be death-defying. And, and we always, you know, one of the things I always say, and I think you two have agreed, past, is we've all, we're all fathers and... If you think about a child's mindset, if you just take them to the park with a make-believe game or go on a yeah. bus hunt or yeah. um, geocaching or, or something really low-key, that's an adventure to them. So if you change yeah. your mindset on what an adventure is, you can put more adventure in your life, can't you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like that best adventure so far, like we've all sort of picked, or Mike, Mike spoke about us getting flooded out in the lakes and me and Chris sort of pretty much picked Everest Base Camp. But... If you go to the other end of the spectrum, my favourite mini adventure is me and Mike sticking the kayaks in the river that's half a mile from my house and having half a day on the river uh, kayaking down there. Mike, if you, if you mention the killer swan, I will kill you. Um, and sharing <laughs> the song. I, was, the I wasn't actually going to mention that. No. Um, I, I was going yeah. to go back to the first time we went out on the river in my old canoe. The Canadian. Yeah, that took us like, well, how long? <laughs> Did it take us to get from, like, one not very distant place to another? <laughs> it was a cheap and cheerful canoe, and I think we were a bit too fat for it. But... Yeah, we were. We were, we were oh, right on really... the edge of being um, overloaded, and uh, that was a, definitely a, a trip, that was. <laughs> yeah, and then we went kayaking. It just goes to show they can be, it can be anything, really, isn't it? Like, yeah. And it just goes to show that Hardened combat veterans are, are terrified of swans. Yes. Yeah. You've got to put your, um, your, your kind of child's mentality on, haven't you? It's like, because obviously kids can find adventure anywhere. They can, just, they can see something. And to them, it's, it's yeah. the best thing in the world. And it's kind of, you've just got to kind of go with that mentality, well, I think. Going back to the old cardboard box at Christmas, didn't it? You can buy oh, your kid yeah. whatever you like, and they'll play in the cardboard box that came in more than the toy itself. So... You know, yeah. And then, you know, if, you, if you've got the right, the big thing, isn't it? And, and that's what we said at the beginning of the podcast, the company has become more about skill set than it has guiding. And 
once you add those two things together, the right mindset with just a few key skill sets, the world becomes your oyster. You know, if you can navigate, you can get off the beaten path. If you can start a fire and know what to pack, then there's that confidence that you're going to be able to look after yourself if things go wrong. You know, first aid oh, yeah. skills again. And, and it's about, isn't it, the, the skill sets build the confidence for you to push out your comfort zone. Yeah, and I think so, I think across the board, I mean, especially more between you two as well. I mean, the actual skill sets that you can bring to the clients is is quite quite varied, and I think that's what what's helping us out now. Um, now we're kind of branching off from just the mountains, so yeah, we yeah, can yeah. we can offer a lot more. I mean, obviously, we've got aspirations of overseas expeditions now and things like that, and it's obviously which we would have been running had it not been for COVID nineteen. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, coronavirus has not only killed off all our UK trips, which is, you know, a fair one, um, but unfortunately we were planning our first overseas exped with clients this year to Malaysia, um, to the jungle, which, you know, if I had to pick my favourite adventure, it was a tough call between Nepal and a jungle trip I did in 2015 and that sort of set me off down that path. and. Yeah, we were all looking forward to, weren't we? We, we were looking forward to, I think Chris was probably mostly looking forward to the beach phase, cutting about yes. in his beach shorts and, and maybe a beer. Me and Mike were looking forward to cutting through the jungle, you know, uh, hammocks and prangs and whatnot. Yeah. But um, yeah, unfortunately, it's not a good time to be selling flights to Malaysia, is it? No. <laughs> um, but 2021, um, so I, I do know that the clients that were booked on for 2020 have all uh, ask to be kept in the loop for 2021 and um, hopefully 2021 we'll, we'll get out into the Ulu I hope so yeah I hope so um, funny how we sort of started the business in Nepal said wouldn't it be great if we could do this and guide people to every space camp Monday and the first big trip we planned is like yeah let's not do that let's, let's go to the jungle and get hot and no, sweaty and dirty and that's that's not saying we I think that, that shows how we've evolved as a business though because that's not so much let's offer what everyone else offers let's offer something that people just would never really get the opportunity to do because how many yeah. people in most of the western world have ever been to primary jungle not many you know uh, and, uh, don't get me wrong actually achievement getting yeah, there right, you're right. Camped and, and been self-sufficient there mike haven't they yeah you know us mount, mountains are mountains i mean i'm not as in the mountains as Mark is by a long shot. I enjoy them, but to me, you get up a mountain, that's all, they're not all the same. I get that, but I don't. Once you've climbed a mountain, for some people, that's enough. I don't matter which mountain it is, they've done it. And going to the jungle, I'd, I'd, it, me personally, if I was paying for a trip, I'd pay to go to the jungle rather than I would a mountain in a foreign country. Yeah, that's right up your street, though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think the benefit of that somewhere like Nepal, I think, had the benefit of the kind of the first few days. Though, if you're want to avoid um, tea lodges and things like that, you can um, you can get by with kind of outdoor skills, can't you? If you want to kind of go completely yeah. self-sufficient. I mean, I know we we did a few days in tea houses, didn't we? Um, but yeah. if, we to, yeah. if we wanted to step it up even more, um, there is the option there to go. You know, fully self-sufficient out there. Um, oh, I definitely, you know, I think Mike's on the money. And we, we chose the jungle, didn't we? Because what Mike said, see, how many people have 
trekked over his base camp versus how many have sort of been to the primary jungle and more so, you know, you can do these sort of very commercialised jungle trips to see like orangutan, etc., and wildlife. They're all on sort of duck boards and high walkways. Mm-hmm. But actually learning to navigate and then the clients navigating themselves, yeah. cutting out their own campsite and looking after us, there's not many that offer that. And we wanted yeah. to do something different. But that being said, 100%, Chris, I mean, I know you're with me. And, and let's face it, he moans about the mountains, but he'll be there. Um, we're going to have to do a trip to <laughs> Nepal at some point. Definitely. Oh, yeah. um, I've got to go back, yeah. So, um, this, this is whizzed on. So, how about if we think about podcast-wise, so if you're listening now, over the next couple of weeks, just to give you an idea, so the title is The Adventures of Mindset Podcast. So although it's brought to you by Mad Dog Adventures, we're looking to get guests onto the podcast that sort of embody our idea on adventure. They will get better than us three, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> we won't have to bleep them out, hopefully, like we've had to bleep out Mike. Apparently, yeah. you know, I've always thought Mike's the well-behaved one. I'm the <laughs> I work in a shipyard, remember? Yes, it's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one that's so, not um, normally near, allowed near public. Yeah. yeah. You're not safe for public consumption. <laughs> so over the next couple of episodes, we're going to get people on that have uh, had adventures in the high mountains, on the seas, water. Um, we'll get maybe some veterans on to talk about, you know, <laughs> the beauty of adventure is a mindset meaning that it doesn't have to be your stereotypical view of adventure. No, and I think we've been, lucky enough, we've been lucky enough recently to build up quite a, a pool of people that we can not only kind of rely on to help us out, but we were able to help them out as well. So I think we can get quite a few yeah. people and brands to... Yeah, I think, I think we should be able to get some interesting guests on with... Um, different takes on adventure, everything from sort of, you know, fighting in Afghanistan to mm-hmm. the highest mountains in the world to self-supported trips all over the place to, to smaller stuff in their, um, you know, fitness challenges and uh, stuff oh. in the UK. Setting up yeah. businesses and stuff as well. And well, the business yeah. Adventure itself, us. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Setting up this has been an adventure. It's been a learning curve. Definitely. It has. Um, it has. Yeah, it's hard, hard work, but and let's face it, you know, now and again, it's, it's caused three best mates to all have a, a row and we nag each other and that. Oh, I'm guilty of doing most of the nagging. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, you're guilty of doing the nagging, but that's because we're guilty of burying our heads in the sand sometimes. <laughs> but but, a lot of the time, yeah. Um, but no, like, I think it worked out well, and it's something I'm so proud of. And, and, and I mean, we had, a, we had a fairly slow first year, didn't we? Um, well, it's, yeah. we've kind of got the idea now what what we need to do what people actually yeah. want um try and give ourselves a little bit of a something oh, different and that and how also how to put ourselves across on social media i mean yeah to That's, start with our social media um presence was hit and miss at best i mean now i mean we've got a really good following on instagram we've got good followers on facebook we're getting good engagement on sort of different social platforms and that's yeah. really what spawned this podcast as well, isn't it? I think that's taken, that's been a really steep learning curve. Let's face yeah. it, the three of us, none of us are, Chris is probably the most into social media, but more because he wants to tell the world what video games playing. <laughs> yes. um, I can live without... Against social media. <laughs> yeah. Mike is like practically a social media ghost. And yes. 
in this day and age to, you know, we're outdoorsmen. We're, I always say I'm a rubbish businessman. I'm, I'm, I'm a good outdoorsman. But you have to be like basically a social media whore. I mean, it's getting to the point where we run an event, we sit down and we're planning out the, the plan for the event. And then you've got a separate page in your notebook and it's your social media plan. Yeah. yeah, and we've, we've obviously got the we've obviously got the Wolfpack on Facebook as well, where we've kind of built up a nice yeah. little group of like that's, yeah, that's going really well. It's like people that like they they have no kind of link to the business at all. It's just like-minded individuals, and it's helping each other out, putting ideas across, and that actually worked out. Like you said, it worked out really well. Yeah, like yeah. there's no we don't sell stuff on there. We don't push the business ideas. It's just just talk no. about the outdoors. That's good to have that pool of people that we can sort of dip into every now and then for running ideas past or getting them out in the woods and testing out teaching strategies on them or yeah, finding new sure. routes in mountains and things like that. That's, um, that's always it's quite nice to have people who are like mine. And when you sit, back and you sit back and watch the group um, sort of feed itself as well and people finding new friends and sorting out adventures, you know, Definitely. separate from us, if you like. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so if you want to find us on social media, because we're going to start wrapping the, this first episode up, um, we're Mad Dog Adventures on Instagram. That's probably our main platform. We're Mad Dog Adventures on Facebook. We have the Facebook group, which is Mad Dogs Wolfpack, which is what we've just been talking about. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Mark Cherry. Uh, we put a little bit of content up here and there for that. And keep an eye on subscribe to the podcast. Uh, iTunes or Spotify, all your podcast hosts. Over the next coming weeks, we'll try and release one episode every two weeks with, and we'll try and keep the vests, the guests nice and varied. Um, any ideas you've got for the podcast, guests you'd like to have on, or you yourself want to come on the podcast, shoot us a message on any of the social media platforms or email us at maddogadventures at outlook.com. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty open to. Kind of anything really, aren't we? It's like, you got got something decent to share with us? We're, we're up for the chat. Yeah, bring it on. We're a friendly bunch. And, you know, one thing I want to make clear before we go is this isn't a full-time job for us. There's three of us. We've all got a day job. We're yeah. all married, family men. You know, as we said, we started the business so we can carry on misbehaving. Um, <laughs> but this, is a, this is our passion <laughs> project. And a lot of people, I think, you know, I think it's something to be proud of that a lot of people see the social media and assume we're a full-time business i think we had 10 people ask us for a job last year which is a compliment to the social media um and how we present it but this is just a passion project for us and so we're three just normal blokes really approachable we love the outdoors so yeah if you if you want to chat you want to advice you want to ask us questions about kit adventures places you want to go anything shoot us an email Message us on Instagram or Facebook. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast and tune in for our next episode, which should be live in two weeks. So that's goodbye from me. That's goodbye from him. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) See you later.